help other people today is not done yet. This is becoming Michael Weichmann. I'm Sonia Morton Firth and you're tuned in to the Sonia Morton Firth Show. Today, my guest is Mrs. Staying Alive, also known as Michael Weissman, author, comedian, speaker, and mental health advocate. My name is Mrs. Staying Alive. I'm actually Pat Adams meets Mrs. Dotfire. After 40 years of suffering with mental health issues, including six psychiatric hospitals, Michael now helps raise awareness through making people laugh. No matter what's going on with you, whether it's addiction, suicide thoughts or suicide attempts, hearing voices or a mental health condition, you need support. This interview will certainly have you in stitches. I believe health is the greatest form of wealth we have, which is why I'm so excited to be partnered with Brother in Arms. Brother in Arms is a wellness brand dedicated to working with veterans, first responders and anyone on the front line. Through their education, support and premium CBD products, they help alleviate and restore the lives of those that have been affected by physical and mental trauma. Learn about the life-changing benefits and power of CBD. Join their community today. Hit the link below. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and I have a very special guest for you today. <laughs> I, I can hardly contain my excitement. In fact, I was going to sit down, but I just thought I can't do this sitting down because I might actually fall off my chair. So I'm just going to hand over to my guest at this point and say, welcome, Mrs. Staying Alive, to my show. Can you tell my, my audience who you are and what you do now. Well, my name is Mrs. Staying Alive. I'm actually Patch Adams meets Mrs. Dotfire. My little tribute to the amazing Robin Williams and getting rid of this terrible stigma of mental illness by using humor as my biggest wellness tool and all about equality, equity, diversity, and inclusion for all types of people because we all are created equal. So thank you for having me on your show. It took me such a long time to schlep over here, but, but my walker, it took a long time, but I'm here and I'm so happy to talk to you about my story. Well, look, Mrs. Staying Alive, I can't wait to get into your story, but just tell my audience, where are you now? Because, you know, normally I'd be having this sitting in my home over a cup of tea. I'm in London. Where are you? Well, I'm in New York right now. I just had some, uh, you know, some preparation age. I needed that for this morning. But, but besides that, Michael Weitzman and Bimple are no longer are inside of me as well. So we're really a team, even though I'm here in the flesh as Mrs. Staying Alive. And I'm telling you, Sonia, I'm so happy to be here because I am really you know have a story and my story starts very simply i struggled so much with my mental health condition i failed my road tests in when i was 16 three different times and so that's what when you say road test your driving test you driving yes okay. driving okay tell so me I more failed three times and i felt like a loser and i felt so ashamed and, and i had no self-esteem 
And that's what started the mental health condition that was in me where I suffered in silence. Sonia, for over 25 years, I didn't come out of the mental health closet. And I have all those isolation, anger, uh, you have stress, there's so many things, you're beating yourself up. That was going on for those 25 years. And then when I came out of the mental health closet in 1999 with two young daughters and an unsupported wife at the time, I, I, I just went and get recovery. I went and did the triangle, the medicine, the psychiatry and the talker for those 15 years. So I suffered and suffered in silence for over 40 years with my mental health condition and I couldn't get and stay mentally well. And how, um, how did the doctors in, uh, you know, you say back in 1999, I remember 1999, but it was quite a while ago. How did they sort of try and help you then? Well, they were doing what I started is that you go to see a psychiatrist, then you get medicine, and then you see a talker. In my case, it was a therapist. So that would be cool. I call that the triangle. And that's what I was on. I would be part of support groups. I had my great loving parents that really supported me as well. I always tell people you need support no matter what's going on with you, whether it's addiction, suicide thoughts or suicide attempt, hearing voices or a mental health condition, you need support. But it didn't get me to the promised land. I still, you know, was in five other psychiatric hospitals until I get, I'll get to the one to the sixth one. And I was at ECT treatments. That's when they shock your brain to make Sorry. you feel better. Sorry, can I just get you to repeat that? You were in six psychiatric hospitals. I've been in six psychiatric hospitals. Can't you tell? And uh, also uh, I've had uh, 22 ECT treatments. That's when they shock your brain. I had shingles on my face twice in 2006, in nine months, you never get it twice in nine months. So I was very worried, very, very scared, worried. My depression was so bad. I'm not making fun of mental health. I'm having fun. But the most important thing is I couldn't, you know, get mentally well. Besides that, I had four outpatient clinics. And on January, J January 2nd, 2008, I actually used these gloves. I'm not going to tell you how or what I did. I used these gloves to try to take my life on January 2nd, 2008. And that was the last time I saw my ex-wife. And it was the last time I would see my kids at that moment. And wow. it was a very bad time. I suffered so much over those 40 years. And the same thing. I tried this. I tried support. I tried that. I tried that psychiatrist, went through another psychiatrist. I couldn't find the right combination, Sonia. And that's the problem with the society we live. You, there is no magic pill. There's no magic psychiatrist or there's magic therapist. They do help, but that wasn't what got me to the promised land. And I, I'm telling you, that was hard for 40 years, suffering so many times. So there's so much in there, Mrs. Staying Alive, that I want to unpack. So firstly, as I understand it, you tried to take your own life. I hate the word commit suicide, but you tried to take your own life um, using gloves. Um, yep. And, but that didn't, it, it, it didn't, you obviously you're still here. You look beautiful. You're still here. I am beautiful. You know that, Sonia. I'm a gorgeous creature. You know that. You're, I'm, I'm loving the outfit. And I don't mean to belittle anything you'll say, but I'm, I'm absolutely loving this outfit. Like my disco ball. I love, I love the disco ball. This is staying alive. 
The disco balls are fantastic. I'm absolutely fantastic. So look, uh, all, all sort of jokes aside, but if you're at the stage of wanting to take your life, how did you overcome that? I mean, that's, you must have been a... Uh, well, I, when I say, when I, when I, I'm going to tell you what I do in a living a little bit later on as someone else, but I just want to let you know, I don't like using the term trying to take someone's life or committed suicide. I was at a psychiatric, I was actually in a, uh, a health clinic on the phone in the parking lot. So that's why I was really, was I really looking to take my life or was I really just looking for help? I really was looking for help and I tried so many different things to get the help and it just didn't work, Sonia. Um, I just want people to know out there, you know, because now, uh, I told you what happened was when I went into my sixth psychiatric hospital, and that was just recently, so it was celebrated the seventh year on October 16th, a couple of days ago, and I got discharged on October 19th in 2014. This is seven years ago, almost to the day I went into my sixth psychiatric hospital. But you have to understand this guy right here, Robin Williams, I call it suicide or Louis Body Dementia took Robin Williams' life three months beforehand. So I got even sicker, went into my sixth hospitalization, and something happened when I went in. There was an aha moment, uh, a divine intervention, and a divine encounter. And I said to myself, Michael, Michael, all you got to do is to get and stay mentally well, and then you can be a spokesman. You could be a speaker, you could be a performer, a comedian, and an advocate to help so many people with their mental health, the mental health challenges, addiction, suicide, hearing voices. So when I went into that psychiatric hospital, I put together a workshop called the Three Amigos of Mental Health. I came up with things called bipolar and gum. Have fun with your mental health. I'm enjoying now. It's called mental joy. Oh, I love it. I love it. And, 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 and what about the motivation for Mrs. Staying Alive? Although I think I might know the answer to this. Where did you get the, the motivation to become this most beautiful woman? Um, and that this gorgeous creature right here, it came about when my mom had cancer. And I would always dance, even during ha uh, Halloween, I would go as a woman. I'm very good. I have, I'm not gay. There's nothing wrong with being gay, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not, but I dressed up as a woman for a costume, okay? It's a character. But then my mom was in a nursing home, so I dressed up as a woman, as Mrs. Staying Life, to dance in front of people that have dementia, people that have disabilities, people that have uh, Alzheimer's, or people that are just really have cancer. And I would really, what I do, like in the movie Patch Adams, which is my favorite movie, I would improve their quality of life, make them smile, let them laugh, have them dance with me. And that's where Mrs. Staying Alive got born. And then I just included Mrs. Staying Alive in the Three Amigos of Mental Health workshop presentation. Well, uh, you, that, that movie and Robin Williams is, was an amazing man. Um, Pat Adams is amazing, uh, an amazing film as well. But it touched on some quite serious points. And I think at one point in the film that I've watched, watched recently, um, he talks as Patch about how by helping others, he was helping his own mental health issues. 
Do you resonate with that? And how do you resonate with that? My story, my story is so similar in some cases to Patch Adams. And of course, Robin Williams played the role of Patch Adams. You have to understand, I'm in the mental health field because of one person and one person only. And that's because of Robin Williams. What he did got me so sick. And then I just started to watch the movie, The Patch Adams, and oh my God, I see that, you know, people, when he's in the, the I don't want to give it away for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, but there's a, he's in the movie with children that have cancer. And what is he doing? He does this. This is where the red nose came out. The red nose is about what? Showing people that even though you have cancer or even though you have a mental health condition or suicide thoughts or an addiction, you deserve to have a quality of life. And that's what it really resonates to me in that movie with Patch Adams is improving people's quality of life, no matter what is going on with you, because you have a name. You aren't your diagnosis. You have a name and you have, and you're more than that. And we're equal to everyone out there. And in that, in the movie as well, it showed how people are, some people, and obviously we've come a long way, are treated with mental health issue. What have you, what are your views on the doctors, the drugs they're prescribing in some of these mental um, psychiatric hospitals? I say try everything you can, whether it's a psychiatrist, therapist, a PhD, MD, uh, uh, a nurse practitioner. It doesn't really make a difference. The clinics, the health patients, all these things are good. But I'm going to tell you something. What got me, which you didn't ask, but I'm telling you now, is because I got into the mental health field. And the reason I got and stayed mentally well now for over seven years is because of my wellness toolbox. That is what got me to get to the promised land. Now, what's in that wellness toolbox, Sonia? Oh, my God. I want people to try with their medicine and psychiatry and their talker to do things like, you know, make a to-do list, journaling, uh, doing meditation, deep breathing exercises, affirmations, creed, prayer, God, Bible, Jesus, hypnosis, acupuncture. I can go on. Self-improvement tapes by Wayne Dyer. These are so important. But the most important wellness tool you got to use and try, and it's called Yuma. Yuma, laughter and smiles. And there's so many reasons I go into why you want to use humor and laughter smiles in your life. It's because of the endorphins that get released from your brain and happy and funny feeling. The endorphins, you have also, uh, you got, uh, what's it called? Dopamine and serotonin gets released. These are all things. So besides having a cat as a pet, which is a wellness tool, I believe in God and Jesus, that's a wellness tool. These are all good, but humor. Try humor. It will make you live a longer life. It's so good. It's so good. And that's what I tell people to try to try that humor. Watch humor. Do humor. It doesn't matter. It's so important. So this is it's a way to success. It's a way to get a job interview unless the humor is appropriate. Of course. But I want to ask you one question. How many times do you think a four-year-old laughs and smiles during the day, Sonia? All the time. All the time. I mean, I can't remember that far back. It's been a while for me, but I think... It's between 300 and 400 times a day. 
the a four-year-old laugh and smile. Now, Sonia, how many times does a 40-year-old laugh and smile during the day? Not enough, that's for sure. <laughs> Three and 12. Three and 12, that's terrible. That's why we need more humor for your mental health, your physical health. And that's what I do in my workshop. And these are the things that I do. So come on, tell me now, Mrs. Staying Alive, how does humor or how do you help others today? The way I help other people today is not done yet. This is becoming Michael Weitzman. Bipple are no longer. Michael Weitzman, Bipple are no longer. This is who I am. I'm three people. I hope the lipstick is gone. But the, the lipstick's gone, Michael. Wow. Michael wow. Weitzman, Bipple are no longer, and Mrs. Staying Live is speaking and performing everywhere. He's trying to get more on TV. I just got a contract with, I'm going to be on another news program. So I got another TV clip to give you and send to the media. I, I am that passionate person that wants to help everybody. You know why? Because I'm a different, humorous, relatable resource that I'm not saying anything wrong with doctors and therapists, but I went through hell with my mental health condition for over 40 years, suffering in silence and everything else. I did misuse some medicine. I did try to take, or I say suicide, almost took Michael Weitzman, Bipolar, and Mrs. Stang Live's life, and I had suicide thoughts. So who's better to relate to someone as a beautiful, amazing, relatable resource to help people that are struggling? And of course, they're struggling in so many ways. They're struggling in silence. They're not coming out of their mental health addiction or suicide closet, and that's my job to get help, deal with acceptance and opening up about your mental health. I can really feel your passion in that, Michael. But what do you say to the skeptics out there that, that may say, and I'm not one of them, but may say, oh, you're just trying to play light of a very serious situation by well, uh, You ever see the movie uh, with Cher called Moonstruck? There's a scene where she hits Nicolas Cage and says, snap out of it. If everybody on this earth in the UK, United States, can just snap out of their mental health condition or snap out of their addiction, opioid use, or hearing voices, or suicide or thoughts, it would be that simple, wouldn't it be? But there is no magic pill or anything. I tell people, try all these types of wellness tools. So come on, let's talk, let's talk about these wellness tools. What would you say to anybody that's watching this that is suffering mental health issues? They're not quite sure which way to turn. Maybe they've been to the doctors, maybe they've been prescribed drugs and they don't want to go down that route. Is there, is there any sort of um, top tips that you can give them right now if they're listening? The most important thing first, I always tell, get the help you need first. So you have to deal with acceptance and opening up. Once you've opened up and realize you have either an addiction or suicide thought, or you have basically your, you have these mental health conditions that are really bad, could be bipolar, could be schizophrenia, whatever it is. After you do that, you need to, I recommend going, you know, for your recovery and, and seeing, going to a clinic, 
going to support groups. These are all important things, but stuff that you can do at home. That's what I'm trying to get people to try. It's not going to work for everybody, but for me, doing wellness tools like uh, meditation with mindfulness, that is a big one in my life. Also, I got involved with, uh, you know, doing things like self-improvement tapes by a guy named Wayne Dyer. I'm not better than you. I'm just better than I used to be. Be better than yourself. And you can do all these things. Affirmations. That's what got me. I've been doing it for seven years in the shower. Pick out something that you want to stop doing. I worry all the time. So I said in my shower, and I don't do it all the time because I'm really well, mentally well for almost seven years. I say, stop worrying as much as you can so you can become a much healthier man. It might sound corny, but it's effective and it became reality. All these affirmations that I say and doing other things. You know, there's so many things you can do. Take a walk, uh, the scent of a candle. Uh, you know, there's so many different nutrition. Oh my God, I know you're into health. I know about your background. So you know, nutrition is a wellness tool. Good sleep is a wellness tool. I have a cat, my cat Baxter. It's a wellness tool, baby. All these things, try this with your medicine psychiatry and maybe with your direction of your doctors, maybe able to wean off even possibly some medicine, which I've done, but I'm not condoning or saying don't use it or use, try these other things. That's why the wellness tools from the wellness toolbox that Michael Weissman, Bipple on and Longer, and Mrs. Staying Live is recommending, it's so key. Try other things for your recovery and your health. Do you get dark moments or dark, um, dark thoughts today, Michael? And if you do, what is the easiest way for you to snap out of them? I have to be totally honest with you, Sonia. I have never had any dark days for almost seven years. My and that's my anniversary. I don't because even if I have a tinge of trepidation or something that didn't come my way. I'll give you an example. I have, I have a very bad breakup right now with my, with my, obviously she's my ex-girlfriend and right now it's over, but I don't let struggles or, or disappointments get to me. So this is what I say to the audience and everybody is use your, this is what life experience is all about, Sonia. Life experience is all about all of your many struggles and disappointments, but it's how you handle them and how you work with them and how you deal with them that will determine your amazing strength and your incredible triumphs. And for me, my triumphs is to get on TV. I want to be nationally known and then worldly known for one reason only, not for the money. It's about, I want to help not hundreds of people. I want to help billions of people with their mental health. This passion you have inside of me is like a virus. This is the virus you want. You want the Michael Weitzman, Bipola no longer, Mrs. Staying Alive virus in your body, in your heart and soul. So when I hear my words and you see my actions, I'm going to be there to help you and guide you with your recovery and your mental health and your addiction. And I am, yes, I'm the biggest passionate guy you've ever met. Passion is what it's all about. It's about giving value. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the virus you want. What an amazing, amazing yes. thing you want, to you say. You don't want COVID. You want the Michael Weitzman, Bipolar, Mrs. Staying Alive virus that's infectious and contagious inside your body. Final words, Michael, Mrs. Staying Alive, because I'm really enjoying This has been a very, very different interview for me. I love it. I'm loving the nose. I feel like I'm talking to Robin, really. I mean, this is amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
what would your final words to uh, to anyone that's listening to this that is suffering or that maybe you're going through what you've been through in your life? Get out of the mental health closet, addiction closet, get the helps you need, and then even give someone like myself as a different humorous type of resource that's relatable, that maybe that can help you as well. Again, I, I, I can help, I'm helping so many people, but I want to help billions of people because I want to walk down that street and say, wow, you know what? That person has a broken arm. This one just has a little bit of a broken brain, but that doesn't make it different. So there's no shame having a mental health condition or having addiction or suicide. It's strength when you go and get the help that you need. And that's what I'm trying to show people. That was in the movie, as we talked before, with Patch Adams. And of course, I don't want to Mrs. Doubtfire, because that's what Mrs. Staying Alive is. Batch Adams meets Mrs. Doubtfire. Because my words are always going to help so many people because I've been there, ladies and gentlemen. And if I've been there, and if I can get mentally well, so can you. Michael, Mrs. Staying Alive, thank you so much for being a guest on my show. And I wish you all the success. Um, doing your amazing work because you really are changing lives. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me, Sonia. I really appreciate it. It was great. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, there's a new interview out every Monday. So hit subscribe and like, and you'll get it straight into your inbox.